0: All right, guys. First, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. This podcast will be released the day before Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, a nice time for all of us to show gratitude and be thankful. And I am thankful for each and every one of you. If I look back on the last, you know, year and a half of doing this podcast weekly, literally every single week, every single month, every single quarter, every single year, the podcast has grown. And I hear actually from a lot of our clients that, you know, when they come into our world after listening to the podcast, they say the first time they felt heard, the first time they felt like they had a chance in their business, the first time they felt like there was a way to grow the practice the way that they wanted and also practice how they wanted was from my podcast. And it means the absolute world to me that, you know, it has it is having the impact that it is. So I'm super grateful for all of you. And I hope that I continue to be able to provide the same and more value going forward. So I am very very grateful for that. Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, EYSL. So everything you should have learned in Cairo School is a course that was created by myself and Dr. Jeremy Dinkin at RSM Sports Medicine and. Dr. Jeremy was an intern of mine back in the day when he was still a student. And since that time, he has gone on to create a wildly successful practice uh, in Marlboro, New Jersey. He's a fantastic business owner and I think an even better clinician, which is hard because he's running an incredible uh, business. And about a year and a half ago now, he and I came together to teach a student course. And the reason why was because... We were both getting reach-outs from a lot of people, specifically in Cairo school, that wanted to be rehab Kairos, that loved what we were doing, that followed us on social, but they weren't in business yet. They, don't have a, they didn't have a practice and they weren't ready to join our Cairo Biz 101 course and they weren't ready to become mastermind members, which is, is much higher level for people that are you know, done with school, done with boards, and are sort of in business already. And so we started sort of on a whim, like a lot of things we do in business, and we created a course, Everything You Should Have Learned in Cairo School. Uh, we ran it. We've run it three times, and I think at this point we've had over a hundred people go through that course with unbelievable results. And what EYSL has been in the past is it's been a pared down version of everything we teach in Mastermind. And basically, the idea of EYSL is to give all of you guys out there who are in school, who want more business content, that want to understand how to run a rehab style chiropractic practice, like myself, Dr. Jeremy, and over 100 members of our mastermind program have done We want to give you the building blocks so that when you graduate and you want to start your practice, you have something to start with. Our goal in that course is to say, all right, you're going to graduate and open a practice. Our job is to figure out how to get you to $10,000 a month in revenue as fast as humanly possible. Because typically at that point, if you're running a small operation with low overhead, once you start making $10,000 a month, you can breathe a little. I'm not telling you to stop there. In fact, that is just the starting point. But EYSL is basically created to teach you how to find your perfect patient, basic sales structure, how to create your price, all of the building blocks that you need to kind of get at and get going. And what I love so much about that course is that by the time I get people in my mastermind group, they have already started the practice and usually they get stuck because they don't have the fundamentals right. And so when I created EYSL, I basically looked at my current clients and said, what are all the things that they should have had when they started? And how can I give it to the students before they graduate? And so EYSL was born. EYSL was born. However, what has happened after doing it three times is we continue to get the same questions and the same feedback. And the questions and the feedback was basically this hey, your course is awesome. I've learned so much about business that I never would have known. I've got a huge head start. However, we don't learn in school how to actually practice as rehab chiropractors. Like clinically, we we don't really understand how to do an evaluation, how to work through different body parts, how to make sure that our clinical skills are up to snuff so that we can take all the business skills that you taught us, all the business skills that you taught us, and then put them into play. And we heard what everyone said. And we listened. And we've done something about it. And so in EYSL 4.0, it is going to be better, bigger, and more sophisticated than ever before. Because in this version, not only are you going to get all of the things that have made the course what it is that over 100 people have taken, that it goes through marketing, sales, KPIs, finance, all the things that are going to get you business-wise from zero to $10,000 a month. In addition to that, we are going to be adding to it. We are going to be adding live modules Five live modules led by predominantly Dr. Jeremy Dinkin, who again is a world class clinician. And what he's going to do in those five sessions live is going to walk you through in detail, in as much detail as anyone in the rehab chiropractic space has gone through before, exactly how to number one, how to go through an exam process with a patient. How to, as he creates his own chessboard, which he details every exam finding that he has and how he explains it to the patient how he goes through his hip range of motion assessment, shoulder range of motion assessment, his neck, his back, everything that he does clinically to understand and to get these clients in a position where they're going to understand what he's going to do for them, how he's going to help them and why it's going to be different. And then we're going to go through specific body parts, specific conditions about how it's going to look. So many of the questions that we get are around, you know, what does an hour session look like? What does a progression of care look like? If you're going to do 15 sessions with people, like, what do I do once I get them out of pain? We're going to answer that question. How do I put together a treatment plan that goes beyond just getting someone out of back pain? We're going to answer that question. What happens at the end of a plan of care when someone has done their basic exercises once they're out of pain, and now I want to get them back into the gym? How do I transition them back into that? What does the exercise pres- prescription look like? We're going to get into that. So I'm unbelievably excited to be able to add this to the course because you asked and we answered. And there's no one, there is no one in the country better than Dr. Jeremy Dinkin to be able to teach you this clinical side. He is someone who um, I would send my family to. I would send my friends to. If you need a a world-class clinician, if you need a world-class clinician, he is your guy. He is absolutely your guy. And so I say all that because I want you to have a heads up because over the next few weeks, you are going to start hearing us talk significantly more about EYSL. We are not releasing the link today. However, I wanted to let all of you know and bring awareness to you that in the coming weeks, in the coming weeks that you need to be on, you need to be paying attention to my podcast, you need to be paying attention to my social media at Justin Rabinowitz on Instagram at RSM Sports Medicine for Jeremy Dinkin. You need to be paying attention because what we are going to do is we are going to release an early bird wait list. In order to qualify for the lowest price possible for this course, you have to be on the wait list. And so when we release the wait list, we're going to have it only live for about a week. And you are not going to be able to get the discounted price unless you are on the wait list. And so I'm teasing it to you now because I want to tell you weeks in advance. This is going to happen in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks. I'm not going to tell you the exact date yet because you need to pay attention. I promise you it's going to be sometime in December, So you need to pay attention. The live link is not live yet. But if you hear this, and if you're interested in something I said, if you're a student that wants to run a rehab chiropractic practice, you have to start to pay attention because we are going to release the early bird link. And the only way that you're going to get the best pricing possible is if you are on that link. I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Please stay safe. And if you need anything, we are here for you. However, More importantly, pay attention. Next couple weeks, we're going to be releasing an early bird link, and I want you on it. I'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, so I have a list of nine things, nine things in your business that if you flatlined, if you've had a dip in revenue, if something isn't going well in your business, nine things that you could have stopped doing that you probably stopped doing that you shouldn't have stopped doing. You see the thing about business is that you get going with it and you just try everything. And for a lot of us we run around like a chicken with our head cut off just to get it off the ground and it's an exciting time. We have to do that to get it going. And sometimes it's successful. Inevitably we run into a dip or a flat line. Everyone does it everyone has it. I can tell you specifically at strive um, the business opened in 2015. It had steady growth every single year, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 2020. And then 2021, we had a 9% growth. In 2022, we actually were negative 1%. So our business was a trend for two years at Strive of a flatline. Now I can tell you, you know, I do it every single day. I'm in it. I run the business. We are up 55% this year. 55% this year. So we've hit the inevitable flat line. and many of the lessons that I'm going to share with you in this podcast are things that we've re-explored, things that we've focused on, things that we used to do that stopped doing. So without further ado, here are the nine things you probably have stopped doing when your business gets stuck. One more note for you guys that haven't started yet. Remember these because if you haven't started yet and you're going to get started, well, when you start doing these things, just don't stop. And if you don't stop, you're never going to have this problem. What a beautiful world we live in. All right, here we go. Number one, number one, you stopped getting into your community. So when you got your business off the ground, boots on the ground every single night, you're out doing something else. You're meeting people. You're getting in the community. You're doing community talks. You're getting to the gyms. You're doing workouts. You're uh, you're setting up tables. All the things that people do to get a bootstrap business off the ground. Inevitably, your schedule gets busy, life gets busy, and we stop building and gaining those relationships in the community. And so if your business is flatline and you're stuck, one of the things to stop and ask is, what did I used to do when I first started to get this thing off the ground? And what do I need to go do more of? Have you stopped getting into your community? Number two, you stopped asking for referrals. The best way to get a referral is to ask. One of the KPIs at Strive to Move is that every single week as part of our marketing units that we do to hold people accountable is that we have to ask patients for referrals. We have to ask referral partners if they know anyone. I'll give you a recent example. In our practice, we've done a really good job networking in the community of golf professionals, and we treat many golf pros and just this week, uh, Ashton, he went to our best, one of our best relationships and he said to them, hey, we really love working with you. Do you know anyone else? And guess what? They introduced us to another um, country club, another head pro. And now we potentially have another relationship that we can pursue. So have you stopped asking for referrals? If you've stopped asking for referrals, what an easy thing to do. You have patients on the schedule. Hey, who do you know that I can help? I love working with you. I think you're amazing. Who else do you know? If I could treat 10 people just like you, I'd be great. Is there anyone that you know that I could reach out to? You stopped asking for referrals. Number three, you stopped prepping. You stopped prepping for your discovery visits or your evaluations. So if you're in my mastermind community, you understand that language. But let me just zoom out on it a bit. How many of you guys actually prep when you have a patient coming in? I know you don't like this. I know you hate this. It is a sales situation. If you are not prepped to go in there and do a sales presentation, you are going to lose. If you're in insurance practice and you think this doesn't apply to you, here's what I would tell you. About 20% of the businesses in our mastermind take insurance. And the number one place that they fail is patient visit average, meaning that their PVA is about a third of what it should be. And so they bleed money out the back door because they do not keep patients on a plan. They just drop off after they're out of pain or all the other typical BS that happens in a practice. And so if you're an in-network practice and you're not prepping to sell and present them with a plan to show them what's going to happen and how, you will lose money. If you're an out-of-network cash practice, well, this is a no-brainer. You're asking someone to pay out of pocket for something that the insurance would cover and you're not prepping for that situation. You're not showing them and sitting down and showing them how the plan is going to work. You're not whiteboarding out what 12, 15, 18 sessions will look like once you get them out of pain, how you're going to keep them on a plan. If you stop prepping for those, whoever preps better will win. This is something I talk to our team about all the time. When things are going well, I know that the prep is good. And when we don't prep well, guess what? Our presentations are crap. And so for you guys, I know it's a lot of work, but hey, you chose to do this. I didn't tell you to go do this, especially if you're cash and you're charging two, three, 400 bucks for a session. It doesn't mean people won't pay. It means that you haven't prepared enough. Are you prepared enough? Have you worked hard enough? Have you done what you're supposed to do to get someone to pay 300? It's not that they're cheap. It's that you're, you suck. It's not the same thing. Some of you guys that say, I don't know how to sell a plan of care. I don't know how to present the package. I don't want to get them out of pain. Did you ever stop and actually write it out? No, you didn't do shit. If you actually take the time to sit down and plan this out, you're going to have a lot more success. So for a lot of you guys out there, it's just actually sitting down. Now I'll tell you in our mastermind, we specifically tell people what to say and how to say it and we practice it over and over and over and over again. But if you're not doing anything out there and you think I'm an asshole and you don't want to join my mastermind, no problem. At least take a time, 30 minutes, an hour to prep for that eval. In our world, that's five, six grand. It's worth your time for sure. Number four, you stopped spending money on marketing. You stop spending money on marketing he who's willing to spend the most money in marketing will win. He or she who is willing to spend the most money in marketing will win and this is a flywheel effect and so if you came into Bridgewater or our practices and you started to spend money on marketing, you would be well behind us because we have a five six seven thousand dollar budget a month on marketing and I want to make that budget more I want to increase it. Because I have a head start already and I want to double, triple down. A lot of people, when they get their business going, they might spend money to market and then they stop spending money because they got patients on the schedule. When I have patients on my schedule, I'm scheduling. I'm spending more money on marketing. This might be the difference between some of you guys that continually flatline and practices that flourish. Think about it like a football team. You're up by two scores going into the fourth quarter. A mediocre football team would hopefully stay up by two scores. Most likely they would go to one score and then it gets nerve wracking because they let everyone else catch up. I want to be the team that you're up two scores and we finish up four scores. I want to drive it down their throats. Hypothetically, of course. I want to win the game by four touchdowns, not one. And so when things are going well, when I've got Deal flow. When I have patience and when we're making money, I'm going to double, triple, quadruple my investment into it. I'm going to hire more staff. I'm going to invest in marketing. I'm going to do more marketing events because I want to get that flywheel spinning. But for a lot of you, you get your practice going and then you stop doing the marketing. You stop spending money on marketing. Absolutely can't do that. Number five, you stopped needing to make money because you've made a lot already. This is something that I see very often in my mastermind group. And here's what happens. No one thinks this will happen to them, by the way. (laughs) And especially the ones that don't have any money. We get a lot of people that come into my mastermind that make basically no money per month. They are barely surviving. Every single month is a stress, stress, stress. Am I going to be able to keep the lights on? Am I going to be able to feed myself? I'm eating rice and beans. I have no money. I might be in credit card debt. And then all of a sudden they come into our world And they double, triple, quadruple their monthly income. And they've lost their motivation to go and do the things that they have to do. Because never in their life have they played from a position of strength. They're used to living in a world where if they don't do the next thing, if they don't make it work, they're going out of business. And they didn't even realize that that stress stress was the only thing that motivated them. And all of a sudden, they start making money and they're doing well and they get happy and fat. They get happy and fat. And so, if you're out there and you have started from zero and you have built your business and you have made some money and your practice is flatlined, maybe it's because you've lost your motivation because you've never actually been motivated by anything other than the fear of not having anything. And now that you have something, it's a very weird place to be. Again, if you are broke right now and listening to this, you don't think it'll happen to you until it does. Number six. You stopped focusing on the business. You've stopped focusing on the business. To build the business, it's 27 hours a day. All day, you wake up, go to sleep thinking about it. And then life happens. And this is not a judgment on life happening one way or the next. This is not the point. It's to bring your awareness. You get married, you might have a kid, dog, pets, vacations, other things come up in your life. And all of a sudden, the thing that it took to get your business off the ground and get you to where you were, you took your eye off the ball. You took your eye off the ball. And so we might need to refocus. Maybe not at the level you did in the beginning because that was unsustainable, but somewhere between where you currently are and where you were when you started. If we can just get that energy, that level of focus back, somewhere even close to when we started, I guarantee you your business will pick up again. And so maybe you've just lost focus on the biz. Number 7. This is tactical. You stopped sending weekly emails. I can tell you, as a fact, as a fact, Strive to Move started sending weekly emails in 2015 when it opened and it was just me. In 2024 almost, we have never missed a weekly email. Never ever ever missed a weekly email. That's 9 years. 9 years, every single week. In the beginning, I sent everyone, probably for about 4 years. And then someone else sent them. And now someone else is sending them. The point is that we never stopped. We never stopped. And I think that if you're thinking this is tactical and what the hell's the difference, it's more of a mindset. It's more of a mindset in that once we start something, we are just not going to stop. I will not let that happen. I will not let that happen. So long as I own this damn business, that is not going to happen. The standards that we set here, the standards you need to hold in your business is that when you start something, you will not stop. You will not stop. This business will stop sending weekly emails when it closes. In fact, I probably want to send more of them. For a lot of you out there, your business gets off the ground. You send an email a week. It's great. And then all of a sudden, you get busy. And guess what? You stop. And all of a sudden, the standards slip. It just won't happen. It just won't happen in my companies. I promise you. I promise you. It will never happen in my business. And if it does, someone's going to have hell to pay. Number eight, you stop daily posting. You stop daily posting. If you follow me on, stra- on social media, at Justin Rabinowitz, you will see every single day, two posts a day. If we ever miss two posts per day, send me a DM. Ask me what happened. There's a chance that someone died or there was an uh, account got shut down or there's some other problem, some other tragedy. And so if we don't post twice a day it's at Justin Rabinowitz right now. If we don't post twice a day, you should be very concerned with the well-being of our of our business because something really bad happened. Outside of that, we are sending, putting two posts a day, every single day, no matter what. And just to give you an inside look at the business, that doesn't mean that I'm doing every post. If you look at my posts, I do the the scroll post, whatever the hell it's called, don't even know. I do that every single morning. I wake up, brush my teeth, make coffee, and I write my post. That's every single day. It's part of my routine. The second post, the video, I batch all the videos, we record once and we get about 30 to 50 pieces of content and then I don't see it again. Someone else on our team, Rachel, Ia, Matt, somebody else is posting that for me. The point is that it's getting done every single day because that's the standard. And if I let that go, just like the weekly emails, it's not important, but it is important. And so the standards that you set, once you start them, even if you have success, I would just question, if you stop doing it, why? Where are your standards? Number nine, last one. You stopped, you stopped reaching out to past patients or past clients. You know, in the beginning, you have four patients and you finished one plan of care every week, two weeks. Hey, Jody checking in. How's it going? What's going on in life? How's the baby? How's the family? Everything like that, right? And then you get busy. Well, we stopped reaching out to past patients. All the things that got us here, we've stopped. And so something like reaching out to past patients is a small detail, but something that has to be done. We're going to do this in our mastermind at a live event one time. It's a story that I've told at different points. Um, I honestly don't even know if it's true, but I've heard it and I love it. So allegedly there is a lawyer mastermind similar to the Rehab Cairo mastermind, but for lawyers. And one of the things they do maybe on a yearly basis at the mastermind event, they have everyone raise their hand. And you raise your hand. If you're making under a million bucks in your practice, raise your hand. That's group one. If you're making uh, one to two million, raise your hand. That's group two. If you're making three to five million, that's group three. And if you're making five, you know, and up, raise your hand. Group four. And then they take them and they start take group, pair one with pair group one with group four, group two with three. And you would think that in that why they are pairing them so that the larger practices, the ones with more experience, the ones with more experience can teach the younger practices, the less revenue practices on what to do and how to get there. And while that does happen, what also happens is that the small practices, they teach the older practices on the things they are currently doing at their level. Because you see, what happens in your business is as you grow in revenue and people and staff and chaos, when you grow the business, you stop, you forget, you stop doing, you cease to do the things that got you there in the first place. And if you think about businesses that grow and are really successful, They grow on a bedrock, on a foundation, and then they add to it. It's not in place of. So what we always say in our business, it's in addition to, not in place of. So we are going to add marketing channels, but that's not in place of doing one-to-one reachouts. We are going to spend more money on Google, on SEO, but that is not in place of live events. We are going to explore how to run ads on YouTube, but that is not in place of setting up a table at a local 5K. As your business grows, the definition of growth is to keep what you currently are doing that's working and then add to it. So your goal for business growth should be in addition to, not in place of. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, the Rehab Chiropractors Checklist. You can get that at go.com drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's g-o dot dot com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive and four, leave us a five-star review